0: This is my first one. So if you'll stop us if, like, I can't hit, you know, will you stop it or you just keep... Just to
1: pause and then restart and keep going and you'll edit it out versus, you know, stopping and let's do all that over again. You don't have to. Just keep going. If you screw up, you can just That's what I'm saying. (laughs) 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 Will you ask her to leave? (laughs) Starbucks is calling my name.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Abstract, the podcast of the Metropolitan Educational Research Consortium in the School of Education at Virginia Commonwealth University, where we explore issues and ideas in public PK-12 education. Uh, Today, we are continuing our Profiles in Educational Equity series, where we feature an initiative from each of the Merck School Divisions to promote equity for students and educators in metropolitan Richmond. We are excited to have Brian Maltby, Dana Gresham, and Candace Burrell with us from Hanover County Public Schools, who are all members of the Equity Committee in their division. Uh, They're here today to talk about their new Equity Day initiative and the equity challenge that they are putting forth for the upcoming school year in Hanover. Let me introduce everyone to you now. Uh, To my left, I have Brian Maltby. He is the Discipline Hearing Review Officer for Hanover County Public Schools. Prior to his current position, he was an administrator at Chickahominy Middle School and at Patrick Henry High School. He also taught for nine years at the Academy of Virginia Randolph in Henrico County. Uh, He is currently the co-division coordinator of VTSS in Hanover and is helping introduce alternative discipline, including restorative practices to the schools in Hanover County. Uh, He has a BFA, an MED, and an EDD all from Virginia Commonwealth University. Go Rams. Uh, Brian's also a member of two Merck study teams, so we know Brian really well, and a veteran of this podcast. So he's he's been here before. Brian, thanks for coming back. Thank you for having me back. Glad so, to be here. Yeah, excited to have you again. Uh, Dana Gresham is a former special education teacher, high school assistant principal, and elementary and high school principal. She's done it all. <laughs> uh, she's currently serving as director of professional development, leadership, and federal programs for Hanover County Public Schools. She earned her undergraduate degree from James Madison University and her master's and doctoral degrees from the College of William & Mary. Dana, thank you for being
3: here. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
2: Uh, and then finally, we have Candice Burrell. Uh, she's a special education teacher at Attlee High School. Um, has been there for the past 17 years. Uh, while at Atlas, she has taught English 9, 10, and 12 and Functional a- Academics. Um, and She has served as the Special Education Department Chair. She is a proud graduate of Virginia Union University, where she received her Bachelor of Science degree. Uh, currently, she is working on her Master of Education degree with a concentration in Educational Leadership from James Madison University, so also a graduate student right now. And you made time for a podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. Um, So we have a lot to talk about today. I'm really excited to learn more about your Equity Day initiative that you're doing in Hanover. So um, I want to start by getting a little bit of background on your school division for our listeners. So Brian, Mm -hmm. tell us more about Hanover. What do we need to know about the students and educators in your division?
1: Sure. So we are an award-winning division. Uh, We have about 18,000 kids served at 25 schools that are pre-K through 12. Uh, within that, we have 15 elementary, four middle, four high, one alternative, and one specialty center—the mm-hmm. trade school. Uh, We're about the 15th. We are the 15th largest of 132 school divisions in Virginia. Mm-hmm. So, not huge, but definitely not small.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What would you say is uh, unique
2: about Hanover compared to maybe some of the other divisions in the region?
1: So. I, I'll speak from my own perspective here. I personally am a graduate of Hanover schools mm-hmm. as well, and I have returned. And one of the things that I think is really great about Hanover is it, it attracts talent uh, amongst our own. So mm-hmm. often, so many people loved our school, loved our community so much that they returned to continue serving the community. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I really love how many of our students want to return. And I'll tell you just anecdotally and speaking to many of them at our, our, our various uh, job fairs that we have they want to come back and learn and be mentored from some of their own teachers so mm-hmm. that they can continue to have that impact on, uh, on the future, future students. Yeah. And what brought you back to the county? A job offer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be fair, my, my mother and, and father still live in the community. Mm-hmm. I had this amazing opportunity to come back and be the assistant principal for my youngest brother. There's oh, an wow. 18 year gap. And, you know, th- there's great things about that for him. There was absolutely <laughs> horrible things for him uh, as, you know, I got to uh, not only promote him and be there for him, but also torment him a little if I'm sure. being honest. Uh, but so I had that opportunity to go back to the school where I had graduated from mm. and to work with my little brother and to be a part of that community. I, I actually personally uh, was in charge or, or, you know, oversaw supervised six teachers that I had had mm. uh, previously, which was for them and also, I'm sure, a little weird for them. So yeah. it was funny to see.
2: Neat. Yeah, there's so there's a rich tradition in, in Hanover Absolutely. County. Absolutely, um, Candace, what, what conversations have you had in Hanover about promoting equity and, div- and how does this fit into your strategic plan for the division?
0: All right. So the promoting of equity in the division began truly with Dr. Gill, who is the superintendent of Hanover County Public Schools. It was one of the major themes of his long-range plan. And also individual schools would have conversations about equity and what can we do to enhance students' educational experiences. But we needed to use the same language Mm -hmm. going forward and make sure all the students had the same opportunities no matter what school they attended in the county. Mm -hmm. So it all worked together with that being his theme and what we were already doing before he became our superintendent of schools.
2: Mm -hmm. Can you say a little bit more about everybody using the same language? What do you mean by that?
0: Um, So if I go to Patrick Henry Attlee, Elmont, teachers are using the same instructional strategies, Mm -hmm. um, including students, and using the same resources and tools. Even though we have different students in classes, you still can tweak it to cater to the needs of the students in your classes. Mm -hmm. And so we have very supportive administrative teams at all of our schools. So when they meet, they bring back the language to the teachers and, as far as, transfer to the students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's a win-win all the way around. Right. And advancing equity is a big part of
2: the strategic plan that Dr. Gill and his team put together, um, like you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. How much do you feel like that element of, of the plan for Hanover has, has kind of permeated throughout the division? Like how much do people sort of embody that in their work every day?
0: Um, so we have the creation of an equity steering committee mm-hmm. and there are subcommittees is the result of the equity steering committee so it's been deliberate action and focus on equity in schools and how do we support teachers and principals with going forward with making sure that we are providing equity mm-hmm. oh.
2: well and that's a that's a great transition uh, mm-hmm. Dana so about this equity steering <laughs> committee talk about the work of this committee. How did it begin, who's involved and what is your charge?
3: Sure, Uh, so the equity committee itself actually formed four years ago. We're finishing up our fourth year, which is really exciting. The majority of our early work, to follow up on what Candace was saying, the majority of our early work was really focusing on that vocabulary and that language. So what Mm -hmm. is equity? So we spent a long time talking about what is our definition of equity in Hanover County? What are some of the driving questions that we want to pursue? And initially, a lot of our work was with leadership, division level and school level leadership, so that they then had the skills to push out push out what we were trying to do with equity into the school, so to permeate throughout the school division. And while that is certainly a, a never-ending task, uh, we're really proud of where we took off and the language that we managed to, to develop throughout the school division. Mm-hmm. So from those early days, we have continued to grow. Rather than just having one committee, we have a steering committee with several subcommittees Mm -hmm. that continue the work. For example, uh, Candace and I serve on the Instructional Professional Development Subcommittee. Mm -hmm. So we are working on pushing out additional professional development activities next year Mm -hmm. to continue to grow our equity work throughout the school division. Uh, We have several other subcommittees. Brian works with one with Mm -hmm. classified employees, our bus drivers, our custodians, Mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that we're pushing out equity with them as well. And we even have um, a subcommittee that is uh, involving our stakeholders. So we are trying to pull in members of the com- the community to work on our equity focus. So we have grown. Yeah, and
1: I can speak to that briefly. So what we found is we didn't necessarily do a good job of controlling the equity message hmm. and the great work that was happening throughout the county. Community members would come to school board meetings, and they'd, ha- they'd have perceptions but we really wanted to bring them into the conversation and share what was going on. So the Community committee, uh, community Equity Committee was established and what we really did is we brought in not only teachers, not only administrators, but we also brought in students. We brought in business leaders. We brought in faith leaders and we all engage in this conversation that frequently is actually driven by topics they want to know more about. Hmm. They want to know more about discipline, they want to know more about restorative practices, they want to know how we are working toward whatever goal. Hmm. And so we will meet and bring to them this is what we're doing and let's have a conversation about how the community can be involved in that discussion Hmm. and then what we charge them is go out and share the message. Hmm. We're actually talking right now about there's a lot of folks that want to be a part of this committee and we don't want to be too big So this committee may end up having action committees as well. Hmm. Um, There is also a fourth committee that we'll talk a little bit more about later, but there's a data committee that their charge is to start really looking at the data Hmm. through an equitable lens Hmm. to figure out how we can best disseminate that to create professional development to make sure that, again, we're communicating our message with the public. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And how have um, people become involved in this overarching steering committee for, for equity in the division?
3: Well, it's interesting from that starting point, a number of years ago, there were actually a group of folks who had attended a local conference Mm -hmm. on the topic of equity. And from that, there was a conversation that grew into that initial committee. So there were those grassroots efforts from there, there have been people who have logically been involved in it, instructional leadership. There have been teachers who, because of the topic, have been very vested and very enthusiastic about participating. Um, community members that have worked with the superintendent. So it, we try to be very responsive. We love having different voices. And every time a new voice joins, we are able to expand what we do. Um, so, they membership has come about in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and in my particular case, um, I had seen the work they were doing, but wasn't involved in it at all. I was I was working through NGLA, and uh, working with a mentor at the time, and said, "How do I get involved in that?" But I was like that's work I want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, she put in a good word, and I was able to <laughs> join a year or so into the process. Uh, but yeah. They, People have, uh, you know, sort of migrated and and found their way Mm -hmm. that want to be a part of that work.
0: Yeah. So when you're like people who are on the committee, they would come back to school and talk about it. So Mm -hmm. lunchroom conversations. So I'm like, (laughs) how can I be a part of this? Mm -hmm. Because we're all doing the same things. It's just like, how can we frame this and foster this like this drive and energy that we have that to make sure that all students are successful? So Mm -hmm. when I was like, oh, there's an equity committee. How can I be a part? Just like, Brian, I want to be a part of this good work because it's something you're passionate about. So it's something I want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: And Candace, we know you're pretty busy. You're a, you're a teacher <laughs> and you're going to grad school. Absolutely. Absolutely. What led you to decide to kind of add this to all the things that you're already doing?
0: More during leadership, you know, the experience of being in a cohort mm-hmm. through um, Hanover County, a lot of the th- topics are related to equity. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like what I'm learning now to be a future administrator, I definitely feel like I can have a bigger impact on a school instead of just in my classroom or just in the department. So I'll be able to drive a school at some point Mm. because I'll have all the tools I need and all the language so that I can support the teachers within the school that I'll be in.
2: Yeah. So it sounds like it's been terrific professional development, too. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Sure, yeah. 100%. Well, and one of the big initiatives that's come out of this committee is the Equity Day initiative in Hanover, which is happening this summer. Dana, describe your Equity Day initiative. How did it originate? Sure. Who participates, and what are the goals?
3: So uh, the official name for our Equity Day is Equity Every Child, Every School, Every Day, and we're excited mm-hmm. it is upcoming in August. And quite honestly, the whole discussion of an Equity Day, well, first of all, we do like to make sure we're embedding equity into all of the professional development that we do. But in regards to having this one big day, it actually was initiated by a conversation with our superintendent, who had seen a wonderful speaker by the name of Dr. Adolph Brown. And we discovered that there was an opportunity to bring him to Hanover County. And Dr. Gill, without hesitation, was willing to to support us in doing that. Hmm. So from there, we decided to build a whole day around Hmm. the concept of equity with Dr. Brown keynoting for us. Uh, Then we're going to have a panel of folks um, who have gone to school in Hanover and then come back to work in Hanover, as we were talking about earlier. So people who have seen our school division from several different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So that will be a panel. Uh, then in the afternoon, we're going to have breakout sessions. And we're, we're excited about this. Some of our speakers will be folks who are in-house, like Dr. Malpey. Mm-hmm. And we have other partners who are going to be working with us. We have Merck, uh, who's mm-hmm. going to partner with us. We have... Um, Dr. Rousseau, who's going to work with us on restorative practices, and VSU is also going to partner with us. Mm. So it's going to be a full day. Uh, Anybody in the school division can come. Teachers can use it for their summer professional development opportunities, Uh, school administrators, division-level administrators, We actually have our director of school counseling who is going to be inviting some counselors from other school divisions in the area. Mm -hmm. So very excited about being able to bring this opportunity into Hanover County. Yeah.
2: And what are you hoping that people will take away from the event?
3: The fact that it is the audience will primarily be teachers and counselors, obviously the goal is that they're going to walk out of there with ideas of how to embed equity into our instructional programming. We don't want equity to be something we do off to the side. We Hmm. want it embedded in the wonderful instruction that we're already doing so that we are increasingly meeting the needs of all of our kids. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, And this is the first year of this initiative. How do you anticipate it growing
3: well I anticipate the equity committee growing in general mm-hmm. um, each year we do things a little bit differently to meet the needs of our kids and of our faculty so in terms of, of how we'll be growing we're gonna have to see how this day goes and what we need to do next year um, last year we had a speaker on trauma-informed care mm-hmm. and that was very much something that our faculty was interested in learning more about so we're, we're just always trying to be responsive to the needs of our kids and our teachers and our principals so at this point I couldn't tell you what next year is going <laughs> to bring. But I can tell you that we'll increasingly try to be responsive to our folks.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll just share with you one of the things that I really love is we've been reflective as a committee and, and what the needs are, what the resources we need to provide from the steering committee. And our long-range plan was was very specific about how we needed to provide equity training to all of our stakeholders, mm-hmm. uh, all of our faculty members, our classified, our non-classified, our admin. We had done a great job for years of reaching our, our administrative team, and they would push it out to the teachers, right? But we hadn't reached, as you heard earlier, our nurses and our bus drivers and our custodians. So it's been a very, very specific effort to do that. With our teachers, this choice day that's been created, now anybody that gravitates to the work has the opportunity to get in there hmm. to see who else is invested, to start having those conversations, to start making those connections. And my hope is to go spread the word, mm-hmm. right? Like they go, go infect your school. Right. Go get those conversations started. Let's figure out how we can be that change agent within our school. Mm-hmm. And my hope is they come back to us and say, hey, this is the work we'd like to do, mm-hmm. or this is what we want to be involved. And this is how we can drive this in our environment to make an impact. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping this is just a great big seed that we're planting. Yeah.
2: And some of the topics that are related to equity can be kind of challenging or mm-hmm. even controversial. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering mm-hmm. what your thoughts are on how to navigate those kinds of, I've heard them described as courageous conversations. How do you navigate something like that in an event like the Equity Day in, in Hanover?
3: We're working very closely with our partners because yeah. we want our partner to make sure that our partners know our environment, hmm. that they know our faculty, they know our kids, and we certainly want to have courageous conversations and, and I'm very grateful that our leadership is supporting us in Mm -hmm. having those courageous conversations. Um, At the same time, we want to make sure that we understand that everybody has a different entry level. So that's why we provide choice in many different things, but on that specific day, providing choice in terms of the sessions. Mm -hmm. Um, Next year when we we launch some other professional development opportunities, there will be choice there as well. Mm -hmm. So the expectation is that we all move forward but understanding that everybody has a different entry point, everybody has different backgrounds. So trying really hard to be respectful of mm-hmm. that. I think that helps navigate those courageous conversations. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. In, as, I think that's the focus too, right, is giving everybody those introductory tools to see where they are and where their interests are. I don't know if that day will have a lot of mm-hmm. courageous conversations. Mm-hmm. I think more of those will happen at the building level. Mm-hmm. But we'll be introducing the topics, uh, talking about the resources and those you know, those cheerleaders within the buildings that we can introduce them to here's if you want to know more that these are the folks that can can help you get more involved
2: right and you had mentioned this already about how um a lot of these things are, are There are initiatives that you want to make sure that uh, teachers know are could just be kind of integrated into the work that they're already doing instead of it being Mm -hmm. another thing on their plate. Because I imagine there's already a a tremendous amount of really great work happening Mm -hmm. in Hanover that you're able to just build off of. Absolutely. Like this.
3: Absolutely. And
2: I'm really curious about the equity challenge that's (laughs) supposed to be emerging from this. So, Candace, why don't you describe the equity challenge in Hanover? What are you hoping that this will accomplish for students and educators in your division?
0: All right. So before I get to that, can I talk a little bit about the equity video? Absolutely. <gasps> so from the committee came the option of like, oh, let's create a video. Visual, most people love to watch TV, some type of visual so that we can just catch them right there. Mm-hmm. So um, we created a video and uh, Dr. Gill starts off the video. Mm-hmm. So automatically when teachers are uh, classified, employed, non-classified employees, they see him. He is so respected in the county. He's going to be like, oh, I need to pay attention. (laughs) He's on board. This is the expectation. Mm. So we went to schools and we captured students, um, a variety of students, Mm. um, teachers, variety of teachers, Mm. and everybody we talked to. Can I be a part of the video? How can I get into the video? Mm-hmm. So it's like a five-minute video, but it's just a little snapshot. So it's just going to keep them wanting more. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep them on the edge of their seats and say, okay, what is this What is this equity challenge? What, what's what's happening? What's going on with the county? Because yeah. this is something new for us, fairly new, mm-hmm. in, in terms of, you know, having those courageous conversations. So yeah. when they see the videos and be like, oh, aha. Uh-huh. This is it's going to be embedded in everything that we do. Yeah, but what a great mm-hmm. way to communicate with people.
3: I, w- I was going to add the point of the video was really to establish the why. Mm-hmm. We want people to understand the why behind this and establish the need for doing so, mm-hmm. which is why we really, we deliberately made the video with our internal audience in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, talk about the equity challenge.
0: Okay, so the equity challenge just. Is- of course, whenever you do initiative, you need to have objectives, you need to have a vision, you need to have a plan and a goal so you'll know where you're going. Um, so the participants will be inspired to identify and acknowledge your own bias, which is hard for us to do, but we all have them, so let's acknowledge them so we can move forward, we can learn and grow. Um, participants will be empowered to take deliberate action to maximize the learning potential of all students. And the third objective is participants will be leaders, Holding each other accountable is they collaborate to provide all students with exceptional learning experiences. So we have you're inspired, you're empowered to lead. Mm-hmm. So the challenge will be during the nineteen twenty 20 school year, um, each school will have the option to choose one activity that you do as a whole, and as Dana and Brian said, it can be embedded into faculty meetings, team meetings, department meetings. Is something we already do. We already mm-hmm. meet each month, so now we can embed this language and this equity into this activity that we'll do, and they have options of activities that they can choose from. Mm-hmm. And then individually... You'll have options that you can choose to. It's, for example, like a book club. If you want to read a book, have a discussion with some of your colleagues. If you want to watch a video, we have a poverty simulation. So we have a variety Mm -hmm. of activities that will capture someone's attention. You know, we understand that everybody doesn't like to do the same thing. So Mm -hmm. we have various activities. So. That's the start of our challenge. Yeah.
2: And who's able to, to lead the challenge in their schools?
0: So, we're developing, we want teacher leaders. Mm-hmm. It will be great to get that buy in. I mean, I absolutely love when I see another teacher. Um, I already talked to them, I collaborate with them anyway. And if they're excited about something, I'm going to be excited or I want to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. And it's, of course, administration has been very supportive. Um, we know we can call on our school board um, officials, the, they'll come in. And so, it's, everybody's is everybody's going to be involved. Yeah, And so we're excited, students will be excited, and they'll see a difference in some of the instructional strategies too. They'll be empowered, Mm. because that's what we want to have the students empowered as well. Yeah,
2: what are you anticipating coming from this?
3: So I think it goes back to our objectives for Mm -hmm. the entire activity. We really do want people to explore themselves, figure out their own starting points, and then take action from there. Mm -hmm. Um, Take action in terms of how we serve kids and what are we doing with instruction and how can we tweak our already strong instructional environments to better meet the needs of all kids. Mm -hmm. So that's really the outcome. We're we're always looking for ways to advance the academic achievement of our kids, and this is going to add to our toolbox. Yeah,
2: yeah and um you mentioned about the importance of having teacher leaders in the school to help to mm-hmm. help kind of guide this process mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit more about just the process of facilitating or getting buy-in for something like this because it could be Starting a big initiative like this in the school division could be challenging. So if you were to give some advice to someone who's trying to launch something like this, what have you found has been working so far for you?
0: So our focus has been on students. Um, You're in education for a reason. Clearly, we're all there for the students, and teachers will, once they see the video, um, they have the equity day. Your principal's talking about it. Your department chair's talking about it. You're talking about it, the water cooler. And you realize only (laughs) students will benefit because their teachers will recognize that they're all unique, and how can I help meet the individual needs of all of my students? So that's why I think we'll be the buy-in mm-hmm. because I feel like at Hanover can we truly, truly focus on the students. Yeah. And so student-centered learning, this all falls into that category. So they can tell we're excited about something, they're going to be excited about it.
2: Right. Yeah, and it sounds like people are already ready and eager to, to take part.
0: Oh, I am. I'll talk about it to anybody. <laughs> and they're, they're sick of me at lunch. they like, like, oh, can we talk about something else? I'm like, no.
1: Can I just say, speaking of somebody that's not in their committee, the mm-hmm. work they've done has been pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. The small group of folks people have gotten together and they've offered so many choices hmm. they it's i mean it's very streamlined in what they're looking at but it's there's something for everyone you know they'll understand from the superintendent on down this is the focus of the work we're doing kids equity and as this is pushed out, they'll, they'll have opportunities to get involved, to learn. It's not like one thing is being pushed out that everyone has to do this. Mm-hmm. You can find a thing that most fits your needs or your school's needs or even your department's needs mm. that you can focus on on this piece that works best for you. And I think they've done a phenomenal job of creating opportunities that everyone can gravitate to.
3: I would go back to something that we talked about at the beginning of our conversation about the characteristics of Hanover County mm. that we are a very tight-knit school division we uh, most of a many of us live in Hanover we send our kids to Hanover schools we it, it maybe try to say but we are a family mm. and I truly believe as Candace said that everybody wants to do what's best for kids legitimately genuinely and we do recognize that this is going to be a challenging journey for some folks Mm -hmm. it's not an area where they've gone before so trying to build in that choice trying to permeate the entire school division what we hope is that it's going to be very hard not to be excited by it, mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's going to be very hard not to begin to embed the language and the strategies, that it's going to become part of just how we do business. Mm-hmm. And while we, there's no final destination, we're going to continue to go along that road. Yeah. growth.
2: Yeah. This is an ongoing initiative absolutely. that's going to be happening in, in the division. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Brian, you're on um, a Merck study mm-hmm. that's focused on professional development for success in culturally diverse schools, and there's a lot of conversations in that study about capitalizing on the, the challenges and opportunities related to diversifying school divisions. What, what would you say are some of the challenges and opportunities for addressing issues related to equity in
1: public education? So we have 25 schools, right? They each have their own needs, their own resources. One of the things that the steering committee for equity data is doing that i I find to be fantastic is they are actually establishing a list of all the resources we offer Mm -hmm. so maybe it's mentor groups maybe it's restorative practices maybe it's trauma-informed care the list goes on and on and on what we found as we sort of brought this cross-section of people together is pockets of folks have the knowledge and ability to do this to fidelity and in this building and this building But nobody could say, these are all the things we have within our division, and here's a champion, Mm -hmm. and here's what's worked for these kids in this environment. Mm -hmm. right? So one of the things the Equity Data Committee is doing is establishing that list Mm -hmm. to understand what's offered throughout the county. Do we have someone that could offer professional development or could speak to the data how this has impacted my kids positively Mm -hmm. so that we can then start offering those throughout the county? So Mm -hmm. one of the challenges that I've seen That we're working on right now is very specifically what's offered where and what works what's been proven to work and for whom Mm. and if we have that if we understand that hey for middle school kids in the eighth grade these mentors this is a great program to have okay Mm. well how does it work and is there someone within the county that can help us establish it here Mm -hmm. so we're trying to create that now and i think that will go a long way to providing the resources and uh, to the specific needs of of all of our schools. And so like, I, I really appreciate that they're working on that because it, it really is, it's funny, I ask 10 different people to list what they have and they don't look the same. Mm-hmm. And if I said, well, hey, this is offered at this school, who might you go to right now if you wanted an introduction here? Also, nobody knows that. Mm-hmm. So you know, we're putting that together so it can be one big resource for the county that again, I think will really aid in our growth as we move forward. Mm-hmm. But what I will hear is, hey, we keep hearing about X, who do mm-hmm. I go to? Mm-hmm. You know, I keep hearing about restorative practices. I keep hearing about trauma-informed care. We don't have that, why? Well, you know, it just hasn't been a focus of that particular school or they just didn't have access or even knowledge of it. So we will create that clearinghouse so that as folks learn more, we can help them be impactful in their environment.
2: Yeah. So kind of like an open source of information for Mm -hmm. things that are already happening in Hanover. Mm -hmm. That's very exciting. Overall, what do you want people to know about what you're doing in Hanover to make the school experience more equitable for your students and educators?
1: A goal for our educators is to reflect on teaching practices, instructional strategies, and understand how we impact their educational experiences. We should provide all students with the resources that he or she needs to be successful. Mm-hmm. We'll use our understanding of cultural differences to impact students' educational experiences. Mm-hmm. And you know, no one creates the circumstances of their birth, so as educators we have to be cognizant of our students' life not only in school, but outside of school as well, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, we recognize that equity is a journey and we're committed to continually searching for ways that we can grow as, as we take that journey.
3: Well, I, I would add on um, back when we started four years ago, like I mentioned, one of the big things we focused on was developing our definition of equity mm-hmm. and it is a definition, but it's also a vision. It's mm-hmm. where we want to get to. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would go back to our definition that um, we are always trying to meet students where they are and taking deliberate action to match them with the resources, the tools, and the supports they need to maximize their potential. Mm-hmm. That's our vision. That's where, that's where we're trying to get, even though we know that it's a journey as opposed to a destination. Yeah. Students will benefit. I'm mm-hmm. um,
0: back to that, how this will change teaching practices, change the students' educational experiences because we're such a powerful uh, role model. Poor students, mm-hmm. and so I just think with the county taking this deliberate action to ensure that students are um, getting what they need in order to be successful. Because times have changed since <laughs> I graduated high school in 1998, <laughs> so I felt like we need to change what we're doing. Like the sit and get is over, mm-hmm. you know. We need to reach kids with, and so that they can understand this is what you need to be successful now. Mm-hmm. So I'm just excited about the things that are happening and initiatives that are going on. And I look forward to this challenge.
1: And I, I really like that we're not only engaging in the conversation, that we're mm-hmm. engaging in the action, mm-hmm. right? These, the, the steering committee, the equity smaller committees, the folks within the schools that are gravitating toward the work, they're, they're not just talking about it anymore. There's, mm-hmm. there's steps taken to make things better for our kids, mm-hmm. to make our environment one that gives everyone the opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's great about the work everybody's getting involved in.
2: It's clearly exciting things happening in, in Hanover County. Well, thank you all for your work on this. We're gonna to need to leave that there for now, but if you would like to hear more about this important initiative in Hanover, we hope you will join us for the 2019 Merck Conference on Friday, October 18th at the VCU Academic Learning Commons. Um, our theme for this year is Advancing Educational Equity, Supporting Diverse Learners in Metropolitan Richmond Schools Through Community-Engaged Research. Members of this team, We'll join representatives from each of the seven Merck School Divisions for a panel discussion about the innovative ways they are promoting equity for their students and educators. Those stories will also be featured in this podcast series, so stay tuned. Um, our thanks, as always, to the VC School of Education for supporting the work we do at Merck, to Jesse Seneschal for his direction, to Kyle Rudd for our theme music, to Tracy Naff for our logo design, and to all of our partnering school divisions, Chesterfield, Goochland, Hanover, Henrico, Petersburg, Powhatan, and Richmond. Um, our thanks today to Brian Maltby, Dana Gresham, and Candace Burrell for sharing their story and for the important work that they're doing in Hanover County Public Schools. And of course, thanks to you for joining our conversation today. Um, we hope that we will continue to find dynamic ways to support all learners in metropolitan Richmond. My name is David Naff, and this has been another episode of Abstract the podcast of the Metropolitan Educational Research Consortium in the School of Education at Virginia Commonwealth University, where we explore issues and ideas in public PK-12 education. Let's talk again soon. But you did it. Yay. Good job. That was perfect. I know,
0: and you're right, it wasn't as, I wasn't as nervous. The it's conversation nothing. piece was it's just, yeah. It's
3: nothing to it.